Hey, uh, hey guys, welcome to episode 167 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Commodore 5, and my fellow grifter is Big Tuck. Hi, we're doing grips. I wish that this was a delicious beer, but it's not. It's a strawberry bubbly, because I'm, I'm taking it easy for the next few months. But I know, I think on this channel, I've talked non-alcoholic beers before with you, and I know you're not into them. Also, is this, so, happy 2023, everybody. And yeah, this is the first episode we recorded since the last ones where we did it remote, remote, right? Yeah, I think I was so. Like, I was like, oh, this I forgot what it's like to hear the music. So anyway, I know, I know you're not a big beer guy, right? Correct. But how many beers have you drank out of a green bottle? Dos Equis. Okay. I think I have tried a Heineken. Heineken. Okay. And uh, I think that's it. Okay. So for me. Oh no, my, uh, my Ching Tao's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good point. So, traditionally, I don't really love... Well, now that I think about it, I guess the real, I guess I hate Beck's and Heineken, uh, which are both from... Both out of green bottles. So, I kind of had a green bottle anti-thing to it. So, I went to a show on okay. Friday. The girl I'm dating just got her tonsils taken out. So, I've been kind of on my own for planning for the last weekend. And I went to a show, and I wanted to see what non-alcoholic stuff they had. And the only ones they had were Heineken Zeros. Which, if you remember, Ugh. is so. Hear me out. If you remember it, it's a commercial where the guy's like driving, and then he gets pulled over by the cop. Yeah. And he's like, "Ha ha! I'm, I'm only the kind of alcoholic that needs to drink a non-alcoholic beer when I'm driving, right?" And it's like, so, anyways, all that to say this, uh, I was like, "Sure, whatever." You know, like I'm sick of drinking water. Sure. I, I don't want a soda. And I gotta admit, I think it's the best non-alcoholic beer I've ever had. The Heineken Zeros. I gotta, I gotta admit it. And I was trying to find some of the grocery store mm. yesterday when I got there. None cleaned out at the one next to me. So anyways, if you guys are also participating in dry January, Heineken Zero is the way to go. What are you drinking today well, besides I'm, water? It's orange lime infused water. Oh. And that's basically it. So I'm I'm not doing dry January, but I am doing like... Just, eh, I don't think I'm gonna drink for four or five days, like at all, like no yeah. beer. I don't, I don't want anything alcoholic at all because it, it's kind of. I, I kind of remembered that it's been almost a year since I effectively quit smoking hookah right. outside yeah. of hypersocial settings, and so it's just kind of this thing. It's like, hey, we're 35, or you're turning 35, yes. or yes. yeah, you're turning 35. You're, 30, I'm turning, you're turning 36 this year. year, are you not? Ugh. Oof. Oof. And so it's just, you know, one of those things like, hey, let's let's maybe help the liver a little bit yeah. and, and let's help our lungs. And, I'm you know, I don't know how much working out actually helps the body process some of right. that stuff, but I'm hoping that kind of plays yeah, part yeah. into it. So, yeah, no, it's. Have you, know, have, honestly, have you noticed a difference? Like, are you sleeping better? Like, do you feel no. better? like because for me, I'm sleeping way better. I'm way less anxious. Uh, I have like I like have mental alacrity. Like I can count on the speed bag a lot better. It's been like it's. I was like joking with a friend. It's like so people just feel like this all the time. Like <laughs> it doesn't have to be a month out of the year. It's like wow. No, that's kind I, of incredible. I don't have. I don't have that, but I I have told my wife this. February sixth is when marijuana becomes legal on the Missouri side. Oh, nice. And I do think, I think I'm going to effectively stop 
drinking because I I do enjoy cocktails and I do enjoy that fun aspect of it. Sure. But a lot of times for me, it's because and you know how this is like my our brains get so active. It's like I kind of just need to have you slow down and numb it a little bit. Right, right, right. And so for me, like I actually work better even like not like getting high. But just doing like low dose gummies. Yeah, like micro, like micro dosing as the kids call it. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and, it, and it effectively gives me the result that I'm looking for, but it's probably way better on my body. Yeah, for sure. So and I like yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm no expert in this, but like I feel as someone who, who drinks a lot, I personally feel even like and I don't I, I think I'm going to start doing CBD again, but like I don't do I, marijuana and I just don't get along very well. Uh, I think it should totally be legal. And I feel like it's way, way less destructive than alcohol is like in the way it makes you feel and like the things you can yeah. do on it. Right. So it helps with pain. And, and I do think it'll, there's probably, a... it'll probably help you sleep better. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do think there's a difference though, between like smoking and just like consuming an edible type yeah, thing as right. well. Cause like, I'm not a big smoker of, of the THC. I've, I've never been. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty excited. You know, I, I think my, you know, handle of rum a weekend days will soon be done. <laughs> soon be done. That's great. Uh, wait, yeah. the last question I have is, can you go to Missouri with a Kansas license? Well, because it's just legal. So it's like Colorado. Oh, That's oh, like what's oh, happening. Yeah. Like they, they've had medical legal on the Missouri side and you needed the Missouri ID for that. But no, this is just full recreational. You just, you just drive, you drive five minutes across the border and be like, yeah, there's going to be and so then, then I become a drug smuggler. There's going to be so many like rundown clothing stores and stuff that get bought up. That's like right over the state line that are just going to be dispensaries. <laughs> People are going to make a yep. fucking killing. That's awesome. Well, good. Oh, I'm man. glad to hear. I'm glad to hear we're, we're start. We're, we're putting in the effort until I go to new Orleans yeah. and eat and drink heavily. But Hey, you know, one weekend, but Hey, yeah, you know, we, we can't have everything, but you know what you can't have. Bruce and Bills is our deck tech series, and since we have conquered our path to 32, some exciting EDH themes that can be supported, we have decided to mix it up, and we are doing draft time. So, Big Tech and I will be fantasy drafting commander decks around some really interesting newer legends. So, each of us will do the following. Choose the standard eight cards each, you know, think of your standard yep. staples, smothering type, counter spell, you know, Kadama's reach, sure. things like that. Rampant growths, uh, and then worlds. And then this deck, we're going to leave 37 non-utility land slots open. We don't want to draft lands, and you guys don't want to hear about no. it. But what happens after that? Well, we have both, before this, without consulting each other, pre-selected around 40 non-land cards. We're going to flip a coin, and then Mr. Combo's going to choose to go second and, and get two picks <laughs> in a stake draft. Uh, and then we're just going to go around Robin until the deck is complete. What if you pick one of my cards? Then I am going to remove it from your draft board, and you can no longer draft it. What about lands? And we will be giving the total land count recommended and only talking lands up to the available slots. If we do talk about new lands, they do count towards our actual card slots. Yes. Uh, and then, so we're going to do an 18 per person snake draft. So if you guys aren't familiar with that, Big Tuck going first, like he always does, because I like to go second. He picks the first card of the draft. I would pick the second, but then I get to pick the first card of round two, being a pick number three. And we just snake our way down to 18. And then the final five will be a lightning round where we just go back and forth until the deck is finished. So without further ado, let's get brewing. I think the first thing we should do is announce this really interesting commander. 
<laughs> Preston the Vanisher. Uh, so, Big Tuck, why don't you read who Preston is? Sure. And then I will read some EDH rec stats on it. Great. So, Preston the Vanisher is a broad of the presses, I think, jumpstart, Dominaria jumpstart? No, just normal jumpstart. Commander, it's legendary Rabbit Wizard. One of the things that people in the Discord have been going crazy about. That's a 2 5 for three colors and a white. It has an ability that says whenever a non token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't cast, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a zero and one white illusion. Uh, and then a colorless and a white to sacrifice five illusions, exile target non land permanent. So now let me tell you what you can't do illusion yes. tribal. No, I tried. <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> uh, but before we get into the stats, this was one that you picked out for, uh, and we kind of mm-hmm. we we kind of went back and forth, and you just wanted to do this one. So, like, what drew you to this guy or this gal guy? I think. Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's a guy. It's a guy, right? So, I thought this was interesting because it seems like this would be amazing in a blink deck, right? But yeah. usually, your blink decks are going to be Azorius. Mm-hmm. Your it's the color that nobody likes. Naya. Not, no, not Naya. Selesnia. The one with blue. No, the one with blue. Blue, white, and... Um, Black? Green. No, blue, white, green. Blue, white. Oh, God. Green. What, what is that? See? Nobody likes it. It's a terrible color combination. Blue, white, green? What is my commander with that? Well, uh, so, go- that, like, that's my Enchantress deck. Oh! It's... Uh, no, hold on. I just, I hate that. Keep going, keep going. I'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> so, um, usually when you do blink decks, you have to have these other supplemental colors too, right? Because, right. like, white does a lot of the blink stuff, but usually the blue or the green have, like, the chaos. So, seeing Preston the Vanisher, yeah, sure. You got it? Bant. Bant. It even sounds stupid. Yeah. Bant. Bant. Anyways. I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent. So seeing a card that probably was designed to just live within the 99 of those other decks, I thought it'd be cool. Like, well, what if we take the supplemental card, put it at the head of the deck, and figure out a way to do more than just blinking our creatures? Yeah. How can we bring them back from the graveyard, bring them back from exile, put from hand straight to battlefield? It doesn't say that it has to come from exile. It just says we can right. cast it. And then being able to take these creatures, leverage their ETB effects on with mm-hmm. the zero one white illusion, but then also having this cool, like kind of not even swords to plowshare. I, I don't know what you would equate the exile target non land permanent to, but for two mana and getting rid of your five illusions tokens from whatever nonsense you've done, right? Being able to exile any non land permanent that's that's really cool and powerful. Yeah. So. I thought this would just be an interesting draft one because I believe there's a lot of different directions we sure. can go with it. So now before we get your thoughts, 773 decks currently exist on EDH rec, which is actually a lot more than I thought would be. Yeah. No kidding. It, interesting. 34 lands is the average in the deck. People it are I a mean, little light from on a white. It's got so like, I don't know. It's got the land taxes, gift to the States. I like, I think 35 is kind of like my hot is that's like my high limit right now. Like it yeah. just doesn't, I just don't run anything more than that. You know? Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. uh, what else we got? Apologies there for the, the YouTube and Twitch audience. 
I guess EDH Rec decided I needed to hear a ad about the Lunar oh, New Year family spirit. So there's six enchantments, 12 artifacts, 32 creatures. I think that makes perfect sense. Yep. And then 11 instants and four sorceries. Sure. So, so you know, nothing too crazy there. Um, the average CMC seems to be in that mid three range, um, which, you know, totally makes it's sense. About the right. So, like, what were your thoughts on this guy when I picked it? I like it because it's definitely a unique white build, like like you said, right? White blank with like a good payoff, um, especially with the tokens that are coming out. I think it's kind of a. I think it kind of plays into something that white does really well, which is token generation, which is swarming, that sort of thing. But does it kind of in a, in a roundabout way? I will say the thing that I don't like. There's a bunch of these jumpstart commanders, like uh, the Monkey Boy, which I'm almost done building after our Chaos Draft or whatever we did. I'm really excited about that. Curse of Opulence and some of your other picks made it into that boy, by the way. I thought you'd be proud. But the thing that blows my mind on all these jumpstart things is they're still like $20. This is like a rare, right? And I think it's a cool commander. I'm not sure if I'm willing to pay 20 bucks up front just for just for this, which is going to be like an experiment effectively, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the whole issue with Jumpstart as a whole. They just don't seem to have a very good distribution model for it. Right. And that literally seems to be the only reason Jumpstart products are expensive. Mm-hmm. It's just because they are just physically hard to get. Yeah. It's not because they're actually good or playable or being seen in legacies need four of them right right, literally none of that it's just oh my lgs had a box Mm -hmm. yeah i agree and i it is fun to draft but this one i assume you didn't buy a box of this because you're not buying a box anything right yeah i mean i haven't bought (laughs) i mean outside of the 40k collector edition pre-cons um which are still sealed over there on the right just in case just in case everyone's coming for a taste yeah, yeah, you know, just just in case, or until I see the right light pair of lightsabers I want to get, and I just need to offload it to pay for it. So you just, sw- you just swap, you just swap one for another. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and at least the lightsabers would be displayed somewhere, opposed to that's these true. Just gathering people, not dust. At least, at least people can see uh, can see them on your Zoom calls. <laughs> so um, I think we're ready to go. Okay, uh, we should definitely get the party started, <gasps> but. As you talk about Tuck, we got to do a coin flip. So we got our good old boy Two Face here. Good, the bad. What do you want? I'm gonna go for with you the to bad. be able to choose. I, I'm gonna go with the bad as tails. Okay. And do you want me to just catch it then reveal it, or are we gonna do? The no, flip? you gotta do the flip over. Gotta get. Gotta flip right. it. Put it in your hand and flip it over. Yeah, I'm watching. Ready? Yeah. Tuck, you're picking first. Let's go. What I'm are you gonna, doing? I'm gonna switch it over. I want to take two. I want to take the two yeah. out of this, and I want you. I want you to go first, because I don't think even when I've won, I've done that. <laughs> All right, fine, 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 fine. All right. So let's see. Let's take a look at this. I know. I'm trying to here. think. Oh like, man, I'm trying to think of where I want to go first. Yeah. See, that's the tough thing for me. Um, but I think. All right. Let's let's start with a fun card. Oh, I don't know the number one pick. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with a Planeswalker. Oh, nice. Let's go Johnny, Adversary of Tyrants. Oh, okay, cool. I was trying to find, uh, I was trying to find Planeswalker. Oh, excuse me. I was trying to find Planeswalker. I just wasn't really struggling with it. Yeah, so uh, a Johnny, Adversary of Tyrants, two colorless, white, white, legendary Planeswalker is Johnny. Loyalty for when it comes in, it's from M19. You can pick it up for a little sure. under four bucks. Plus one, put a plus one, plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures. 
Minus two. Return target creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Minus seven. You get an emblem with at the beginning of your instep. Create three one one white cat creature tokens with life. So sure. obviously you can see, you know, the thing that I really wanted in here is that minus two. Yeah. I could see this deck having a lot of those utility mana two or less type of creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least just that's where my gut is sitting at. And the fact that we could play this for four, negative to it, and effectively get two copies. Because we're also going to get the right. zero one illusion with Preston's effect. I think is really, really powerful. Yeah. Oh, and right. just being able to even do the plus one on it, you could turn Preston into a three six. Right. Not going to be killing people, but it's going to be hard for people to get through and hit a Johnny. Yeah. But then you're able to keep that loyalty up for when you are ready to effectively um, start your shenanigans. Yeah, I agree. I like this as a lot. I think there's a lot of juice here. I like having more planeswalkers in the deck as well. So I love it. I'm I'm on board 100 percent with the with you on this one. All right. Well, what's your first pick? Well, now that I, so this is this is what you get to do like this, huh? You get to be like, okay, I get to wait. I can wait and see what you got. I think I have. Where did that go? I thought I had a planeswalker as well, but I'm missing it. So I'm gonna go with two inspiring cards. Ooh. Okay, so the first one I'm gonna get is a way that we're gonna get some of these t- some of these tokens because we're gonna have a lot of them. Give them a little bit of a buff, right? So we're gonna go with the background called Inspiring Leader. So this is two colorless and a, and a white for a legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you own have creature tokens you control get plus two plus two, and it's eighteen cents. So again, I feel like if you if if you played it like me, this is a deck that is hundred percent reliant on its commander, right? Like yeah. it's got to be out yeah. there. It's got to be protected. So having this, having the 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 background filled up, likely going to happen. And this will turn all these little tokens not only having a good ETB, but also into like little mini threats of their own. I like that. Yeah, that's 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 really good. I mean, do you really think though that you're going to be hitting people with the illusions a lot? Because I almost feel them that they're just like supplemental. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard. I think it's tough, right? I, I think there's a lot of ones that are like the my next pick that are going to have evasion. So I think if we have okay. some semblance of this in here, uh, I think I think that's kind of how you're going to have to win, right? Like I have some other things in here to win, but I think that like pounding people in the face with these tokens is going to be a pretty surefire way. Just, to, just that you're kind of getting to win just by playing the game as we've been talking about a lot. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so my next one, I have another card that's new, Otakapenna. There's a lot of these, so get ready for them, but at least I got the inspiring combination. And this one is specifically Inspiring Overseer. So it's a two colorless and a white for a creature angel a creature angel cleric that's a two-in flyer that when it enters the battlefield, you gain a life and draw a card. And boy, let me tell you, I got all sorts of ways that we're going to be doing this to the extent that I'm concerned uh, with some potential concerns about decking ourselves because <laughs> we we didn't we didn't go through it um, fully. But there's a cards like uh, new cards like welcoming vampire, new things where a lot of these creatures that are going to be small are going to draw us cards on top of that, right? So I just think we're mm-hmm. going to get a deluge of drawing. And the thing I like about the inspiring overseer compared to a lot of them is that the creature token will also have flying. So when we pump it up with inspiring leader and maybe some other buffs. Those those tokens in particular are going to be even harder to block, are going to be better defenders, and we're just going to be looking great after that. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I mean, I, I wish it was CMC too. I know. That way my Johnny could grab it. I know, but, I know, uh, I know. You know, you, you got your draft chaff, and I know you love your draft chaff. Gotta love it. Gotta have it. 
All right. Well, my round two pick is going to be so cool thing. Unearth works perfect with our commander. Yeah. So I thought Cityscape Leveler mm. would be a real cute card. So eight colorless yeah. artifact creature construct. It's an eight eight with trample. It's a whenever mythic. you cast the spell and whenever Cityscape Leveler attacks, destroy up to one target non-land permanent. Its controller creates a tapped power stone token. And then it does have Unearth for eight, which if you guys are not familiar with Unearth, it effectively says that you bring it back from the graveyard to the battlefield and it has haste. But at the end of your turn, you have to sacrifice it. And when you do, it gets exiled. But if it were to leave the battlefield in any other way, shape or form, it also still gets exiled. Yeah. So it effectively makes sure that you can't do like shenanigans with it. But we're going to get a zero one of this card onto the oh. battle. And so, and it doesn't say it has to do damage. It just right. says whenever it attacks. So now our illusion, that's a cityscape leveler, will be attacking as a zero one, but then destroying permanents left and right. So I thought this would be a real cute card. Oh, yeah. That it's still, it's still powerful on its own. But then the fact that we're going to be able to get another copy of it, that's really, really cool. I mean, this just makes this card almost makes Meteor Golem like obsolete, right? Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. I mean, the Power Stone, like half the time, the, pa the tap Power Stone isn't going to do anything for anyone. This is Trample. Mm -hmm. Meteor Golem's a 3-3. Th three, three. So great. I love it. I uh, Hopefully when it rotates and however long that is, it won't be $7. But until then, this is a definite, definite great pick in here. Love it. Great hops card, nonetheless. All right. Well, round three. Let's see. I mean, I guess we'll continue with the trend of Unearth. Okay. Well, we'll keep on that. And this one's a very low to the ground. It's not super sexy or anything, but Yotian Frontliner is going to help us out a little bit. Frontliner. So, single colorless 1-1 one, one artifact creature soldier. It's an uncommon. Whenever Yotian Frontliner attacks, another target creature you control gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Oh. It doesn't unearth for a single white mana. So the great thing about this is that this is going to be a target for our Rajani. So we don't have yeah. to necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. unearth it. To, and also to be able to get our additional copy. But I, I just kind of imagine this being one of the easier cards to constantly bring back to the yeah. battlefield because there's other effects that bring CMCs three or less. We might get two in a bit oh. to bring these permanents back. And I could just imagine having an army of illusions. They're all these Yodian frontliners. And like, yeah, I'm attacking with like six zero ones. Right. That means I'm going I'm to make something have six plus one plus one advantages on it till end of turn. Yeah. That seems pretty cool. No, I think that's awesome. And like you said, I think this is like, if do you think having something like this, I, I think this is a great card. I think it's worth it across the board. Do you feel that, like, is there enough, is having this card in here enough to make, and like you said with the other one with, with adding counters to, to Preston, is there, like, is that a way to win? Is this like having all these different combat triggers and stuff to kind of win out of nowhere, maybe with commander damage, you make him a little bit more evasive? Or, or is that like a bridge too far, do you think? I think the commander damage piece is probably a bridge too far. Yeah. Just because now, I mean, we'll get into some combat evasion stuff a little bit later, Ooh. but it, it just becomes like, how much are you leaning into that? Like, yeah, are yeah, you yeah. all combat? And, and I mean, mono white does do combat tricks. A yeah, ton. for sure. So, I mean, maybe that is a viable strategy. I just more see it as like, if it can be supplemental, with our commander is just like, it's good to have it in here. Mm -hmm. Then let's just have a really 
Because I think that's what this deck is. It's a good stuff deck. Yeah, yep. It, it's not necessarily combat trigger focused or graveyard recursion or blink only. It's just right. good stuff. And then the good stuff kind of lends to this almost more traditional EDH uh, gameplay where it is a little bit more battle cruiser. Like I'm just right, getting right, in the right. red zone and hitting people in the face. I'm not trying to be tricksy. I'm just doing what my deck wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I love it. I think it's a great pick. It's going to come out, and you're going to make a ton of copies of it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Well, why don't you give us your round three? So I got two, and we're talking, we've talked a lot about these low-level creatures, and we got to figure out a way to get them out of the deck, right? And we're already playing with Bounce, which we'll get more into, in my opinion, at least. I have a lot of Bounce effects in here. I think that's going to be pretty critical to the deck. So if what if we had one card that was a repeatable tutor for all these other utility cards in recruiter of the guard so two colorless and a white for two a one one creature human soldier when it etbs you may search your library for a creature card with toughness two or less reveal it then put it to your hand then shuffle and i think with your card that you saw that's kind of like an offensive card that's a little bit of a yeast Mm -hmm. right with the angel i talked about previously that's your card draw i think a lot of these creatures at least in my build are very low powered because they have crazy etb effects that we're going to want to abuse so being able to go get card draw or removal whatever the case may be feels like this is a really solid slot in the deck okay yeah i'm actually kind of like breezing through some of my creatures and a lot of them do have toughness two or less so you know being able to repeat this over and over and over and over i think that's super it's, powerful it's pretty God, cute I huh? this is almost 30 dollars. yeah i have one i opened it from conspiracy my favorite so the only thing I want to say is that we have now instituted a new tutoring policy in our play group here in Charlotte, where if you okay. want to tutor, you can, but you have to take the mystery bean, which could be, you know, dirty diaper, or it could be like popcorn, right? Oh, you mean like the birdie bots, every flavor? Correct. Bean? Yeah. So it's bean boozled is a generic version of it. Or what we do is you just cascade from the top of your library until you hit something that matches it. And then you get that card. That's so lame. it's 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 goofy. But anyway, recruit of the guard can go get cards like this one. And again, I think the token swarm here is going to be really effective, right? I think that's going to be a, a really key piece of victory. So cards like Reverend Hoplite, which is four colorless and a white for one, two creature human soldier. So it's tutorable. When it ETBs, you create a number of one, one white human soldier creature tokens equal to your devotion to white, right? So we're already going to have a bunch of creatures on board. We're already playing mono white in here. So now whenever these illusions trigger, if we bounce this or if we return it, reanimate it, however it may work out, now those illusions are going to be providing the workhorses for attacking, the workhorses for defending, and building it out that way. So I'm not going to lie. I don't like this card. Really? Because you've already talked about how we're going to have a lot of tokens. And I, I... It's been a while since you and I have recorded. I don't know if maybe you forgot, but tokens don't have devotion, bro. That's right. That's that's fair. But I think we're going to have, at least the way I have it, I have a lot of utility cards, a lot of enchantments, a lot of physical creatures that we're going to be playing that I think is going to pay into it. Maybe. Maybe. It's just not five mana. It? Well, five mana to sure, probably yeah. get, let's just call it three to four. Oh. One, one white human soldiers. I don't know. I'll, I think, I I think it's, it's I think it's gonna be way. I think it's gonna be way higher than that. But again, we built. We, we don't know what each other. We don't know what each other's we don't building, know so yet. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, my round four is a very cute card because we need ways to protect ourselves. Because Ooh. I think when people start to see our shenanigans, they're not gonna like it. And <laughs> I don't think we actually want to use our 
illusions for chump blockers. We'd like to keep them for whatever their effect yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Orification, I think, is a really cute card. Yeah, it's And great. I never heard of it, to be, to be honest. Two colorless, white, white, enchantment. Whenever a creature deals damage to you, put a gold counter on it. Each creature with a gold counter on it is a wall in addition to its other creature types and has defender, so they can't attack. And then when it Orification leaves the battlefield, that's when removing all gold counters from all creatures. So super easy. Yeah. This is, in my opinion, a better ghostly prison. Oh, okay. Because you think it's gonna because, the, the, the incentive is even lower to attack, right? Yep. Because unless they can just kill you mm-hmm. like on the spot, what good does it do for them to hit you with four creatures right. deal twelve damage if now those four creatures can no longer attack until this enchantment, which is one of the hardest permanents to remove, yeah. is oh, yeah. gone. Yeah, I like it. This is actually Ross gave me a copy of this. Marketing Ross gave me a copy of this like a year ago, and I haven't found a deck for it yet. Uh, I, oh, I and also you know you can do the mental gymnastics of like to your point. Okay, they're like uh, they're gonna remove ghostly in, in prison anyway, right? And there, so mm-hmm. the, the argument's like okay, when they remove this, they get their creatures back, and they're and you're like, well, with ghostly prison, they never lost them in the first place, right? Yeah. And they're just gonna pay. They're gonna pay the mana to attack you until they can't, and they're just gonna blow it up. So. It's an inter- it's 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 interesting. It, I think this is a I think it's a solid card. And again, two white pips, perfect for a reverend hoplite. Feed it in, baby. Yep. Let's get the devotion up. All right. Well, kicking off round five before we go to a commercial break after round five, uh, after round five before round six. I thought let's put something fun in here. Let's uh you know do a little uh polyphon in Lulu loyal polyphon. So, three-colorless oh. white, legendary creature, elephant angel. It's a 3-2, flying. Choose a background, doesn't matter because it's not our commander. Sure. At the beginning of your end step, if a permanent you control oh, yeah. left the battlefield this turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on each tapped creature you control, then untap them. Oh, There sure. is no reason why on our turn we don't have things leaving the battlefield. Yeah, Hopefully right. they're coming back, but they should be leaving at a bare minimum. Well... How awesome is that to put a basically anthem your board and now they're all untapped. Yeah. Now you got them for blockers because I know you like being in the red zone. I don't like being in the red <laughs> zone because then I'm left open to, for attacks after. But this satisfies both. Yeah, it, it gets it both ways. I I like it. I just hate the artwork of this. It, the, the artwork oh, really stupid. the artwork really pisses me off. But it's it's like I said, we are going to be doing the bouncing. We're that's going to be a key part of the deck. So yeah, give give bump up those pump up those illusions. Give them vigilance. Why not? Just maybe get an altar. Why not? Of, maybe get an altar of this 30 cent card, nine cent card. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess you could get an altar of like Dumbo. I get. Wait, only if it's from the Tim Burton and uh, not animated version. That's the only one you could do. Is it like, is it like frightening? It's, it's CG. Yeah, it looks it looks weird. Oh, yeah. It's upsetting. Right. Well, what's your round five? So I thought that this card sucked for a commander. And I've been proven wrong over and over and over again, especially now that we can bounce it and make more copies of it. So Skyclave Apparition, I think, actually does a ton of work in this format as well. Colorless and a a double white for a 2-2, so tutorable with Crew to the Guard. Uh, It's a core spirit for about two bucks-ish, maybe a little under. When it ETBs, exile up to one target non-land, non-token permanent you don't control with converted mana cost four or less. 
And then when Skyclave Apparition leaves the battlefield, the exiled card's owner creates an XX blue illusion creature token. Rex is a converted mana cost of the exiled card. I first was like, okay, so you're just going to give them a free creature on top of that? Great. Every time this has been played against me, it's destroyed me. It's taken my oh, really? It's oh, it's taken my propaganda. It's taken my high value creature, right? To where you can't replace it, right? A three three illusion for one of the better enchantments in my deck. It's it's totally backbreaking. And again, I you and I were both skeptical and think this card is standard only. But I'm telling you, it's got yeah. some real wheels in commander, especially when you can blink it. So I'm curious, because these are also illusions that are being made. Oh. There's an argument that you do this to your own stuff. It is, but you can't. It's you can't. It can't. It doesn't work. It, it won't let you do that. Oh, you don't it, control. Yeah, you don't Damn. control. But I agree. I I completely agree with you. Yeah, when you're like, well, I don't need this one card anymore, so I'll just toast it and get an illusion out of it, anyways. Oh, that would have been so cool. I know, right? But it, it's what you got to answer are. the one that brung you. Well, before Tuck to gives us round six, we would love for you guys to check out our amazing Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/CMD Tower. We have many different tiers on there. We finally, through Marketing Ross's due diligence, figured out why people were getting kicked out of the Discord and the paid channels. <laughs> so you guys should be all good to go on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have a variety of different tiers, you know, a variety of different actual merch that you get for joining into the Patreon uh, for the first time. Or even if you had to leave for whatever personal reasons and then come back like Lemony Lemmings did, you know, we're just going to end up figuring out another way to reward you. So I know in his case, we're like, hey, we'll give you 50% off a, a sweater. Uh, one of the the cool Jund uh, cotton Oh, sweaters. nice. So don't think I forgot about you, buddy. You just got to work with Etsy to get that coupon code for you. But, you know, it's uh, it's a great thing. It really, that money does go into helping keep this channel alive. You know, the more you guys support us, the more we can bring additional creators on, invest in new technologies. You know, heck, maybe even Big Tech quit his job one day and just be a full-time content creator. <laughs> that's I, that's gonna be my. That's what I'm got to turn on Feet Finder or whatever it's called. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so just remember Patreon.com/slash/CMD Tower. Okay, so rounding into number six, this is a card I've had in my high trade value section of my binder for probably two years, and it is not. It is a cool seventy-six cents. However, I think that there's some pretty interesting pretty interesting gimmicks here. So this is another enchantment called Blessed Sanctuary. So it's three colorless double white for an enchantment. It's a rare from the original Jumpstart that has prevent all non-combat damage uh, that would be dealt to you and creatures you control. And then whenever oh. a non-token creature enters a battlefield under your control, create a 2-2 two -two white unicorn creature token. So for me, this is why I like this, right? We're paying off just for playing the game, creating an army of unicorns. Maybe uh, they might buff each other up if we talk about that a little bit later. But also, I think this is a deck that's really going to suffer to Blasphemous Axe, uh, Anger of the Gods, that new that new one yeah. from the Brothers War that's like destroy our artifacts or deal three damage. These illusions just don't have a lot of juice, and I think they're going to get eaten up pretty quickly from those sort of effects. So being able to prevent any of this, that kind of burn, both for you and for your army, I think is going to be critical in this like very, very low power toughness sort of build. Yeah, I like that. Man, that's it's it's. So, do you feel like it's costed appropriately at five? I really it wish it was non-combat damage. I really wish it was four, to be honest. Right? I yeah. think I think it's a little. That's where it's kind of been hard for me to justify putting in a lot of decks because it's like, well, 
like I said, you kind of just get value for playing the game, but it's like, unless you're playing in a heavy, you know, pinger or some sort of meta, sure. is that really going to matter? I, wi- I wish it was combat damage, not the other, but I, you know, maybe that's too good. I don't know. Mm. But I agree with you. I wish, I wish it was, I wish it gave, I wish it gave you something a little bit more or some, I don't know. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. All right. Well, my round six, we are looking at mass reanimate here and a cool card called storm of souls. Ooh. Four colorless white, white sorcery for 38 cents. Return all creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Each of them is a one, one spirit with flying in addition to its other types. And then you exile Storm of Souls. Wow. So the thing I love about this is this seems like a late game blowout. Yeah. Where we probably got 10, 15 creatures in the yard. Cast this. Yeah, they all come back as 1-1s. One but who cares? Who cares? Because then we're actually getting additional copies of them as 0-1s. Right, right, and the right. the thing I like about this is that it doesn't say, you know, exile all creatures from your graveyard, put token copies that are 1-1 one spirits yeah. onto the battlefield. This is just basically overriding their power and toughness. So they're still the non-token creature versions of themselves. Right, so if right, they right. Do die and they go to your graveyard, or you blink them, mm-hmm. they will then come back as their normal copies. Which you've talked right. about it. You're going to have buttloads of blink effects. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Storm of Souls is a really, really smart card. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I think this is. I think this is a banger. Uh, it's super cheap. This is. Would you? You would categorize this as like a yeast card, right? Like this is going to be the card that oh, yeah. late game is going to for sure. You're going to grind mm-hmm. out so much value out of it. This is sweet. This is a really sweet card. <laughs> I've never heard of it before either. You sit up, baby. All right. You're going to really like this one. So this is a card uh, for a measly four mana. Now, it does happen to everyone, and it's constantly. So it's a little chaotic. But how about Mirror Mirror of Life Crafting? Mirror of Life Oh, crafting. I saw that. Okay. I, 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 you're going to have to sell me on this card. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> All right. Mirror of Life Trapping, four colorless artifact, 12 cents. Whenever (laughs) a creature enters the battlefield, if it was cast, exile it. Then return all other permanent cards exiled with Mirror of Life Trapping to the battlefield under their owner's control. So this is a universal effect. Right. So let's just say we cast uh, Lulu Loyal Holophon. Okay. We cast it, enters the battlefield, Mirror of Life Trapping goes on the stack. It then gets exiled with Mirror of Life Trapping. And then the last card that Mirror of Life Trapping had will come under its owner's control. Yeah. It's so like if we were in, the first one, out, one to start right? this. Exactly. But the great thing about it is that when ours come back, it doesn't come back as a cast. It just comes enters the battle. Oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah we yeah, basically yeah. get Preston triggers left and right on this. And the nice thing is, depending on how much mana we have at a certain point in the game, you can kind of, quote-unquote, storm. Right, by, Let's yeah. go this, low-costing card to get that right. one out of exile to here. And it does happen to your opponents as well. So your opponents are probably going to find it super annoying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to cast my Shriek Maw to do its thing, but now it's getting exiled, and mm-hmm. so I maybe don't. But it does still enter the... Oh, no, I guess Shriek Maw's a bad example. because It enters the battlefield. Its trigger goes on the stack. Right. Because it does say enter the battlefield, then if it was yeah, cast, yeah, yeah. exile it. So that's a bad example. But, like but if cards, someone was looking for their hasty Kozilek or, or something card, like yeah, that. Yeah, cards that, like, when you cast this are, like, completely cut out of the game, too, right? No, no, because it's still a cast trigger. So cast triggers happen. Oh, that'll go on the, the battlefield okay, triggers yeah. happen. 
Castle, the castle go on the stack, then I'll get exiled, right? So in the cause like example, it'd still draw your cards equal to the difference, right? Yeah, yeah, that okay, still yeah, happens. Yeah. It's just more like you can't get this kind of prevents the quick one shot. Like, yes. okay, I'm gonna spend this mana and I'm gonna ruin your world. Right, right, right. You don't really get that. Okay. Yeah, but I can, for us, I can buy once it. again for us, Preston is giving us all of these illusions just off of this card. And and once again, we're getting rewarded for just playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I can buy it. I can buy that. All right, all right. All right. Well, what is your round seven? So this one is one that I'm just using mostly for the first ability because we are going to be doing a lot of blank. We are going to be doing a lot of uh, bouncing, but I feel like this kind of gives you like a plus one on top of that. So Defiler of Faith, it's one of the new cycles from the Brothers War, I think, or Dominary United, whatever. So three colorless, double white for five, five Phyrexian human vigilance. It's like, a uh, 52 cents so it's got vigilance and then as an additional cost to cast white permanent spells you may pay two life they cost white less to cast paid life this way that it just turns all your white mana into phyrexian mana right which is cool and then whenever you cast a white permanent spell create a one one white soldier creature token so hmm. again it's it's a I, it's a little it's kind of the same thing where it's like that five bucket is kind of a rough area to be in but I feel like if yeah. this sticks, we're going to have enough reducers, enough mana rocks to really take advantage of paying that life. And with all of our bouncers, we're going to be gaining a lot of life on top of that as well. And then, again, just for playing the game, we're going to get more tokens, which is going to feed back into our other token strategies. So a little expensive, but I just like that cost reduction into fueling these big blow-off turns like you were just talking about. See, I wish you could repeat do that but it's only going to reduce it by one because like oh. if you have your double pips it would be nice you may pay two life any amount of times and then those spells cost white less for oh, time you paid life pay two. oh way. it's just one. Oh, okay i know yeah, i didn't get that one on okay 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 so that that's the only kind of poo pooey piece but yeah i mean it's i'll say this it's it'll help in my storm argument with yes. the mirror of life trapping to where even just one reduction of a white pip on my white permanent spells that is going to yeah for sure so like i said i I wish it cost a little bit less but you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i was gonna do another one but i'm not ready there so this is gonna get a little weird okay okay this is gonna get a little weird but i think you're gonna like this because i don't think i have a monarch in here yet but what i do have is a venture card because I don't care if I have to sacrifice them, but when Nadir Selfless Paladin comes into play as a token or otherwise, we're going to be venturing through that dungeon, baby. So Nadir nice. is a great card, two colorless and a white for a 3-3 legendary creature, Dragon Knight. It's a rare, still around 70 cents, and with Vigilance. So uh, when it enters the battlefield or attacks, venture into the dungeon, and then other creatures you control get plus one, plus one, as long as you've completed a dungeon. So for me, again, we're blinking them, which is fine, right? We're going to, we always have a target for our conjurer's closet, which is in the build already. But like what I like about it too, is like, even when we blink him, he comes in and we get a token copy of him. We'll still get that ability of him entering the battlefield before we have to sacrifice him. So we'll at least get something out of it every single time we blink him out, right? Because the 3-3 three, three on him doesn't really matter, I don't think. Sure. It's okay, but I just like that ability that now we're going to have a target where we're going to be getting value, turning through dungeons, and eventually if we get to having a dungeon complete, we have a way just to buff, continue to buff our creatures up for that big swing at the end of the game. Oh, dude, that's an absolute slam dunk. You like it? I, I, think, I, think, it's, I think it's interesting. I think it's cute, and I'm glad you did it because it'll feed into my round nine oh okay 
But uh, completing out round eight, um, this card, people would argue, has been outclassed in Commander. It's it's an older school card. But I think even in like Arnadar Saltless Paladin uh, example, I would pay the one additional mana more to put oh. this card from my hand onto the battlefield with good over Quicksilver Amulet. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Four colorless artifacts. Oh, four colorless cast. Yeah. And they put a creature card from your hand to the battlefield. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. So right. uh, e- even in the Nadar example, it's like, yeah, you could cast it for three, or I could just pay one mana more and I get two triggers with it. Yeah, right. It's Yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, I also love how the new the Brothers War and uh, the new uh, Dominaria Master sets are just throwing card prices in disarray. Because this is oh my god, the original version printing of this is ten dollars. The new one with the retro frame, fifty cents. What the hell is going on here? That's awesome. I didn't well, even think about that. Great, 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 great. Well, don't worry. We're gonna make it better <laughs> with gotta... round nine. I told you, you're you're a little bit on my wavelength here. Okay. I think a good old mirror box will help so, us get out of hey. that jam. Okay. Inter- Three okay, colorless okay. artifact. The legend rule doesn't apply to permanents you control. Each legendary creature you control gets plus one, plus one. Each non-token creature you control gets plus one, plus one for each other creature you control with the same name as that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was thinking about this one too, right? And I was like, but the tokens don't get the buff, but it doesn't matter when we have 15 Nadirs. And our one is a 1818, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it would see what 15, 18, 19. It'd be a 19, 19 because it's it itself would get yeah, plus one plus right, one right, right. for the legendary creature aspect. So yeah, I think for three mana, it's yeah. it's four is medium, but its ceiling's extremely high. Sure. Uh I love it. And just to go with that, if you if you will if you'll allow me. I have some really meaty legends I'd like to go through to supplement this with. Ooh. So they're both new. This one is a great new mono white standard. I'm going to say it. Uh, I think this card is insane. Lauren of the Third Path. So it is two colorless and a white for a 2 1 tutorable with recruiter of the guard. Legendary creature, human artificer. I assume it's Felden's daughter or something around five, mm. four bucks now. So it's a 2 1 vigilance. When it enters the battlefield, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment. So it's already Reclamation Stage plus, and then tap, you and target oh. opponent each draw a card. So I, I, I love this ability of doing Reclamation Stage in white on a creature that also can potentially draw you a card. And I know we don't like drawing our opponent's cards. That's kind of how white's doing it now. So there's going to be someone at the table who needs favor with you. So being able to have mm-hmm. you stick around is just going to turn you into like a massive card draw engine. So. I think this is kind of funny because you can also, and we'll we'll cover this guys uh, and gals at the end of the cast because we totally forgot to talk about the oh yeah that we each put into the deck. But one of them was Smothering Tithe. I love how you could force an opponent oh. to draw a card <laughs> and give you a treasure. Oh, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. It gets even better because not only oh god, and then if you have ways to untap her, then well, you just force them. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, can I can I do two? Oh. Can I do two in no. a row? And no. Give me, and give no, me three. Absolutely not. Damn it. No, okay. Absolutely not. All right. I'm gonna do. I'll do this because it matches the best, and then I got two other ones that you're gonna like on top of that. And think of okay. remember the untap, right? Remember the untap. So okay. um, the other one. Oh, it's not that one. 
Let's do okay. Here we go, uh, and then I'll do my two enchantments next one. Okay, so this is pretty much a gimme on this one, and I hate this card. Sheldon has gone on record saying that he should this card shouldn't exist, but we do have hot off the presses in a couple months. Elish Nord Uh-oh. Mother Machines, which is a nightmare because it is four colorless Literally. white for four seven legendary creature Phyrexian Praetor. That's a mythic rare with vigilance. If a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Permanents entering the battlefield don't cause abilities of permanent your opponent's control to trigger. Then what you do is you slap down your old pal mirror box, make three copies of this, and then, <laughs> then, then you cast one spell and win the game. Oh it's, my god, it's horrible. that's so dumb. <laughs> so I dumb. also think it's stupid how there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 different versions oh, of this God. card. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Good Lord. But yeah, I, it's so good. It's so good. It's so backbreaking this it's deck. so good. I feel, I feel like bad putting it in. Just think if you get one extra copy of this. Double Panharmonicon. The cons? It's horrible. A con, a con, a con. Let her run. Oh my gosh. That, that almost makes it like... Not in my list, but a certain certain helm of the blank. Oh, that all, oh my! That almost makes that worth it to put it in here. Oh, sure, because that just gen- generically makes non-legend versions. Right, right, oh, right. Oh my gosh, that's so stupid. We're we we did it again. We did it again. <laughs> we ruined, we did it, we ruined it. All right. What do I want to put? Why don't we go with? Think. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do this card i never heard of came out in lorwyn you can get it for a cool three dollars though from conspiracy oh we are talking death render is that the core colorless oh yeah equipment equipped for two equipped creature gets plus two plus two when a equipped creature dies you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield and attach death render yeah yeah so it's, it's sweet. just going to continually pump out illusions for us because people are going to probably want to kill the stuff that we have attached yeah. to it. And it's like, oh, hey, by oh, the God. way, I'm now doing these double copies. And then also, Tuck, something to even think about. Say, say you do that and you do it with your Elish Norn Mother and Machines. You then get your illusion copy of Elish Norn. Right. You could then Legend Rule sacrifice the one attached to Death Renderer. Then it triggers again oh, to get you another <laughs> one. And as long as you have legends or ways to draw cards, it could be a sort of way to constantly wow. go through you know, a good five, six triggers oh, yeah. turn. Sure. Yeah, I think that's sweet. I think it, uh, this card's this card's kind of goofy, but I like it. I think in this deck, we're going to be running so many creatures that we're just never going to be short on something that's going to have awesome utility, right? And a great ETV. All right. And then, one of my favorite cards, Tuck has seen me play it a billion times. No, not Alter the Brood, even though it's on my list. Yeah, we might be talking about that later. <laughs> Gotta do a Miria Shepherd if you're in a oh, mono-white sure. deck. Yep. <laughs> just put I, it I'm in just there. I'm sorry, you... You have to. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We went crazy. Try to get good old... How do you spell shepherd? I think it's spelled... Is there an A in there? Sheepherd? Is, nope. Is there an A? Sheepard? Sheepard? Like, I just don't know how to spell Amiria. Oh, what? it's S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Oh, that's right. It's Shep... Shepherd. Shepherd. So, uh, I mean, I should have been able to read this just... Just straight out my head, but five colorless white white creature angel four four. It has flying landfall. Whenever a land ETBs under your control, 
you may put a permanent card. Yep. Non-land permanent card from graveyard to hand. But if that was a plane, you put it straight to the battlefield. Yeah. And the card's 80 cents. So once again, this is a way we're in a mono white deck. So every single thing is going to be straight recursion. Yeah. But I do like the flexibility that we're not just restricted to creatures because you've talked about it. We're going to have some really good enchantments. We're going to have probably some artifacts like Quicksilver Amulet that we need to use or Mirror Box. People right. aren't going to want yeah. to keep that around. So being able to have a way to pull any non-land permanent straight to the battlefield is super, super powerful. Yep. Plus, if we can figure out a way to get a Myria Shepherd without casting it, having two copies, it's not even legendary. You're getting double landfall. Just, just bounce it. Just bounce it. Maybe that's all you got to do. Just got, bounce. We'll have, we'll have so many things to go through. Yes, I, I, I still... I know that this is one of your pet cards. It just costs so much. It's so much mana it's to get so it out good. there. It is good. It is good. I, 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 I can I can get behind it here, especially in mono white. Yep. All right. What is your round 11? Author of the Brood. Moving right along. Just stealing that one right out from under you. Damn you. Probably the we best. read it. Probably the best win con in the deck, to be honest, or one of them. Damn close. Yeah. Off to the brood, one mana for an artifact. Whenever another permanent enters the battlefield under control, each opponent puts a top card and hits her library into her graveyard. You're going to cast this once. Uh, you're going to mill for 30 cards over the course of the game. Easy. No one's going to see it coming. They're going to ignore this. Unless until you're in our play group. Yep. Happens our, oh, yes. Correct. The the uh, promo copy is now up to $30. Why didn't I spend 10 bucks on it? Why it was fine when, when you first when we when I first went through that giant binder of yours or that those giant cards and like got an eye twitch. Remember when we were watching Comedy Central roast in your basement? I found like oh, three yeah. of them in there. Where the hell happened to no, those? No, I've never had the Ugin's fate from it. You haven't? I thought you had at least one. No, all right. No, I mean I have just foil copies of the ones from Cons of Tarkir. Oh, but that's I it. don't. I I don't have any Ugin's fate ones, but I remember they were they were ten bucks. And I was like, that's dumb. I can get non-foil versions of Alter the Brood for 90 cents, 80 yeah. cents. And uh, I think the foil copies of those were three, four dollars. And I was like, well, if I want foil, I'll just get that. You'll just get those, yeah. Well, even those are up to 14, even those are up to 15, so still still pricey for you. Woofers. Woof indeed. All right. All right. Well, uh, what's your round 12? Oh shit. I was so oh so this is one. This is yet another card that I, I love in here, and I think this is almost a staple. I put it on the list. Uh, I was going to put it on the the have to have, but uh, we're talking about our teleportation circle. So three colorless and a white for an enchantment at the beginning of your end step. Exile to up to one target artifact or creature you control, and then return the card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Very similar, especially in this. There's like literally no downside to run this and Carnager's Closet. It costs one mana mm -hmm. less, does the exact same effect, and even in mono white, you're not going to have a problem casting it. So it's sitting around 4 or $5, which sounds about right uh, for the utility of it. Or you can get that dumb ampersand version for 31 So again, uh, not Yeah, not no, I mean, this is an absolute slam dunk like a Conjurer's Closet. Yeah. So... I'm surprised this wasn't in your uh, staple list. It was, eight. It, it was, but I just wanted to. I, I wanted to have something a little spicy. You just wanted to, to talk, talk about. about it. Yeah, pretty much. I'm trying to get more people to buy this. To be honest, so I got I got I got some real heavy investments in teleportation circle. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about a Warhammer forty thousand card. Wait a minute. And it has arcane life support. And I think this is a great sack outlet that's not infinite. Going to provide a lot of value. Let's hear it on that golden throne, baby. 
Uh, oh, the Golden Throne. Yeah. Four colorless, legendary artifact. If you would lose the game, instead exile Golden Throne and your life total becomes one. Kind of like some nice in-game protection sure. there. But it's really here because we could tap it, sack a creature, add three mana of any combination of colors. We obviously just need white. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't say non-token creature, so we could get rid of a crappy illusion that had an ETB effect that we don't need. More importantly, though, we could start to sacrifice our creatures that we want to get to the graveyard be able to put them onto the battlefield to do one of our to get, to get the, to get the thing get going. three mana to do it yeah so i think that card is gonna play is, is awesome yeah it's got crazy play Real so good. the 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 golden throne is what the emperor of the space marine sits on and i believe i'm about to get yelled at but something like a thousand or ten thousand people are, are sacrificed every day just to keep him on life support yeah it, through warhammer 40k is dark Oh, Spencer! Uh, that, that sounds. Spencer's in there. Spencer's in there. Uh, hi, Spencer. <laughs> but yeah, great! Oh, wow. I love it. Sacrifice, ramp you, no draw, and then like also protects you in case someone just like alpha strikes you. So no further questions mm-hmm. from me. All right, we're talking about another unearth card. Ooh, and this thing just dispenses platoon <laughs> and platoon dispenser. Nice. Uh, five colorless artifact, forty k construct. Um, nope, Brothers War. Uh, at the beginning of your instep, if you control two or more other creatures, draw a card. Slam well, that'll be super freaking easy. Um, three colorless white, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier uh, artifact creature token. I, I guess it's just like a mana sink. Uh, but I yeah. do like the unearth for two colorless white white uh, to be able to bring this back, which will then bring you an illusion. That'll just then draw you cards throughout the game. Yeah. So I think this is a really cool card. Yeah. Um, plus. There could be some cards that I'm not talking about, um, and I didn't have it in my list, but where you could sacrifice artifacts to get, you know, mana. They're very, very expensive, old yes. legacy vintage type crack, cards. Crack Clan Ironworks and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, the Crack Clan Ironworks of the world. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's some sort of Rude Goldberg machine that you can kind of put together with your double tokens. You know, oh, if sure. you're able to produce four, it pays for itself. You got to figure out how to take care of the white. Maybe yeah, I think I think having unearth blank and put from your hand to the battlefield effects are just so critical to make yeah. Preston work. Yep. Agreed. And like, like I said, the draw is great. I, I think this, I think it's really cool. I think it's a great pick. Uh, got something to hey. do with your leftover mana. No complaints here. Going to do a lot for the deck. All right. Well, give us round 13 before we head to our next commercial break. So I'm going to do two quick ones that do the exact same thing. And then I'll let you, you're going to do I'll... one. And then we're oh, going to the on. commercial. No, <sighs> You're not going to break the rules. All right. We're drawing so many cards. We have to have ways to protect us against that, right? And also, so far, we have not talked about any mana rocks. And seeing as how this is a mono white deck, we are going to need some serious help with that. So the first one that I'll talk about before we go to commercial is a simple thought vessel. So two colorless for an artifact. Uh, It taps for one colorless mana and then also gives you no maximum hand size. This is still $3, even though it's been printed about 100 times. So... It's super efficient, enters the battlefield uh, untapped, does the thing that we need. We're going to be drawing so many cards. I want to make sure that we have our pick of the litter. Hey, and I take insult to that. The Golden Throne's clearly a mana rock. It just takes 10,000 souls a day to keep it alive. Exactly. There you go. All right. Well, we would love for you guys, if you don't want to pay, well, it's probably about the same money there, but, you know, (laughs) abyssproxyshop.com using code CMDTARO gets you 10% off your order. Uh, it's a massive, massive uh, store with tons of different playtest arts, 
uh, pulled from all over the internet, some of their own designs. Uh, but the cool thing is that they do have a custom catalog from all the different requests that people have done in. Um, big Tuck, the question of the day that everyone's curious about is how big is your card? I thought that I went through and trimmed it down, so we're going to find out. It is up to... Hold on. Okay, it's loading now. I just logged in. Uh, with the 10% that we have without CMD Tower, it's $171. <laughs> Effectively, Jeez. an entire deck in and of itself. <laughs> so, that's a thing, guys. So, uh, but, you know, it's it's a great shop. They do high-quality stuff. Whenever you guys buy stuff from our Etsy store, which we'll talk about a little bit later, we always include one of our CMD Tower proxies in there. Um, so if you're looking for some playtest cards and you're looking to support CMD Tower, just go to abyssproxyshop.com and be sure to use our code CMD Tower at checkout for 10% off and helps us out a little bit. So Big Tech, get on with it. What's your other mana rock? All right, Decanter of Endless Water. It's the exact same thing as it's the exact same thing as Thought Vessel. It just costs one more mana. So oh and sounds pretty bad then. Three colorless for an artifact, no maximum hand size, and it taps for one mana of any color. Just in case you oh, need that mana okay. fixing and mono and mono white. But for me So just a better mana lift. Yeah, exactly. Suck on that, squee. Uh I just like oh, and the, also here's a weird thing about this. The alternate art version is cheaper than the other one by like two dollars. Wow. Yeah, bizarre. So wow. I just think we're gonna be drawing a ton of cards in this deck, especially for mono white. So I just want to make sure that we're not gonna have any discard really any unless we have to from a him to Turok or something those lines. All right. Well, I wanted more recursion. And I thought this is a real cute way to do it. It's a little pricey to initially get out, but the, the great thing is that it has an ETB effect that our illusion will get to do as well. So I thought Magnanimous Magistrate is a real card for the deck. Five colorless white. It's nine cents. Creature human advisor. When it ETBs, it comes in with five reprieve counters. It's a three, four. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, if its mana value is one or greater, you may you may remove that many reprieve oh. counters from Magnemus Magistrate, and if you do, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. So effectively, if yeah, yeah if one of your five drops uh, gets you know destroyed, you can just remove all five reprieve counters, and it immediately comes back. This is also nice protection right. for Preston, which we'll get to with my next card. Uh, that I'm going to talk about, you know, with those uh, board wipes that can happen and stuff. But I, this is a, just a yeah. really great way to protect your commander, protect your key non-token stuff. But then when you get that illusion, now you're doing it doubled up. And then hopefully you get more <laughs> of those illusions. And man, yeah. that could just really is, make it hard like, for people to deal with you. This is like, what, the best target for Quicksilver Amulet we've talked about so far? Oh my gosh. This is like got to be up there, by right? Four, you reduce it by two and get an illusion. So now you have double protection. Yeah. It's incredible. I love it. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a little costly, like you said, but if you can cheat it out, if you can reanimate somehow, this is going to get you a ton of value and really help you punch mm -hmm. into late game, which I think this deck might have a little struggle with. All right. So the card that really makes this card work well, sometimes there's a sunrise. <laughs> sometimes there's a second sunrise. Oh, God. Second sunrise. Oh, oh, colorless, sorry. white, white, I thought, instant. I thought you were going into, I thought you were going to go approach the second sun. It's like, wait, what? No, 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 no. Okay, no. all right. Instant. Each player returns to the battlefield yeah. all artifact, creature, enchantment, and land cards in their graveyard that were put there from the battlefield. So the great thing about this is you got your Magnemus Magistrate. Yeah. 
do whatever sack outlet you need to do on your turn that kind of just generates you all this mana. You remove your counters because you had to sacrifice Preston. Preston now comes back. Everything else is gone. You then cast this. Now all of your creatures that died now immediately come back to the battlefield with illusions attached to them. Yes, your opponents, (laughs) if this happened on one of your opponents' turns, would get all of their stuff back as well. But who cares? You doubled your board yeah. state. Yeah, that's awesome. This card is sick. Uh, there's, a, I think there's, no, I think the other one's Orzhov. But yeah, it, it, this is going to be so great. You're going to come back from this, and like I think it's about. I it's kind. Do you do you view this like a yeast card, or is it still a hops card for you? I think it's a. I think it's a hops card because it's only a yeast card if you can have it set up to yeah. where like Preston will not die no matter what. Right, so if someone's right. like, I'm board wiping, and you maybe have the um, indestructible equipment attached to Preston, mm-hmm. okay, sure, it sure. could be your yeast card. But I think, you know, this just has good synergy with right. Magnus Magistrate, and but I think Magistrate's good on its own. Right, right, right. And I still think this is good on its own, because if you if you need to bring all your stuff back, you need to bring your stuff back. I mean, that's yeah. just the way it is. Even, but if it's you're good, able it's good protection, to, even if you don't have the the monster set correct. up for it, right? Yeah. But, but if you're able to do not even a Rude Goldberg machine, if you're just able to do the machine and have yes. this with some way to have Preston stay on the battlefield, that's where it just becomes wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's really cool. I like. All it. right. I like it. Complete round fifteen, sir. All right. So again, more. I want more card draw. I'm sick of having not enough in white, so I'm putting it all in. And this one's going to help us smooth it out as well with Rumor Gatherer. It's a colorless white white for 2-1 creature elf wizard. Uh, it's 14 cents. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. If this is the second time this ability is resolved this turn, draw a card instead. So, Oh, yeah, I think got, I saw this card. We're, help, we're helping smooth out our draws a little bit just by playing the game. And then once we get our Preston Machine rolling uh, on the ETBs, especially if we're doing it preferably on our opponent's step, maybe with Quicksilver Amulet, this is going to be a great way for us to draw cards, even when we start making copies for it. So, And you can tutor it with the Recruiter of the Guard as well. So kind of just like a straight ball down the middle there for that one. Yeah, no, um, I like it. It was one of the ones I did see to, to potentially talk about. I'm glad you did because it ended up not making my list because I wanted to get like some game winners in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the fact that it's just whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, yep. it's, you know, they're not making it more difficult than it needs to be. I agree. Um, which I like. You know, they could have said non-token creature whenever another token or whenever a token creature enters yeah. the battlefield under your control, scry one. So the fact that it's just kind of open and it just works and the fact that you can do this on everyone's turn exactly not just only during your turn it, it has a lot of upside yeah so i i thought it was like a cool kind of easy inclusion in there uh the next one is i didn't lean too hard into this because i don't know how much we need but i do think that there is some room for populating here and rootborn defenses i thought is kind of a cute way to block populate that. so bad what populate but this one this one you at least get something with it right so two colorless and a white for an instant populate and then creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn right so i'm mostly in playing this for the latter bit where it's kind of like a heroic invention plus a populate on it and it's budget mm-hmm. it's like 23 cents so just in case there could be like a cityscape reveler um or one of the other etbs destroy things you can kind of be reactionary to a, a board wipe or just kind of make another copy of something you need. And then the, the indestructibles, maybe just something that you go into attacks with. So for me, I, yeah, just, I just like, hate I, the, 
I just don't like how populates only one. It is that's, one. That's yeah, the thing I don't like about it. Yeah. So that's why I think I I would caution people to stray away from too much populate. But this one, at least protecting and potentially being an offensive weapon when you go to attacks, thought it might be good enough to make the list. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Pretty easy one to I'm just I'm just uh, it's just, not as it's not as greasy as the next two cards I'm gonna oh, talk about. Oh. So I got I got to do it now because okay. I got to do them back to back. Okay. You already know what it is. How do you go infinite? And mono white with Creech. Infinite? What? Burr, 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 burr. Oh, Let's talk about Rebel oh, Art. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Four all right, colorless right, right, white. Yeah, yeah. Creature elemental. It's a 4 3 flying. It has evoke for five colorless white. You may cast a spell for its evoke cost. If you do, it's sacrifice when it enters the battlefield. When Rebel Arc leaves the battlefield, return up to two target creature cards of power two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And of course, Rebel Arc is bringing its friend. Karmic Guide. Karmic Guide, <laughs> it's, three it's colorless, three colorless, white, white, creature, angel, spirit, flying, protection from black. It has Echo, three colorless, white, white, beginning of your upkeep. This came under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep. Sacrifice it unless you pay its Echo cost. When Karmic Guide enters the battlefield, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So effectively, Revel Arc and Karmic Guide, even independently, yeah. are going to give you illusions. Because they're just right, bringing right, stuff right. back without it being cast. But... The fact that they play into each other, and now Tuck, you're getting additional copies of Karmic Guide and additional copies right. of Rebel Arc every single time. <laughs> that is pretty freaking powerful. You're effectively going to be able to churn through your deck, and I will have a payoff card for this, but I'm not like you. I'm not going to cut, so I'll talk about it at pick 18. But we, how do you feel about We Rebel already Arc have one. It's called, it's called Alter the Brood. That's the ultimate payoff card here. That's fair. But sometimes you can't mill people out. And I got things, something to do with that. Ooh. Um, but how, I mean, do you feel like these are too greasy in here? Because the way I look at it is we, we're not in black. Yeah. So we it, can't just straight tutor it. We're not in green, so we can't creature tutor it. We just kind of have to naturally They make draw. sense. They make sense in and out. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, I can't remember when it happened, but like, I, I, it's like, mm, who said this to me? It was... Maybe Dana Roach or someone from the Commander Smiths, but they were like, it, it, "This is the astronauts' argument, the astronauts' altar argument, the AAA, right? Where it's like you put it into a deck and it's just good, and then eventually you just go infinite with it because you like didn't see the repercussions of it, right? So like, sure. I feel like both these cards in this deck are good, obviously, right? They fit the themes very well. It just is like a bummer that they can kind of go infinite in just by playing the game." Uh, especially because yeah. you can tutor Karmic Guide with Recruiter of the Guard. So you do have a little bit of that there. So I think it's fine. I just think if you win by this is like this would be something where if I had it in hand, I'd be like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go infinite with this, right? Unless I can win on the spot. Sure. Which I guess you kind of can anyways, because you just make an army of these things, but I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's I think it's fine. It's definitely greasy. It's definitely up your alley. You had Very to have at least greasy. one of them in there. So I'll 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 let it pass. I give it a pass this time. All right, all right. Well, what is your 17 and 18 pick before my 18? And then we get to lightning round. And then we go to lightning round. So I am gonna go with a big payoff. I think this is this is gonna go well with your cityscape reveler because we're gonna start being able to pick off things. This is kind of like upgraded sky shroud or uh, skyclave operation excuse me with cavalier of dawn so two colorless triple white for four sith elemental knight that's a mythic for about three dollars i think 
It's uh, it's got vigilance when an ETBs destroy up to one target non-land permanent. Its controller creates a three-three colorless golem artifact creature token, which we kind of talked about as like, who cares, right? Okay, I just blew up your omniscience. Enjoy your golem, sure. Right? But then when it dies, return target artifact or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. And I think we do have a okay. lot of really powerful enchantments and artifacts with teleportation circle, conjuring's closet, smothering tithe, and the like. That there's going to be targets for that and things that we're going to want to get back. So I like this also because it doesn't state something you don't control. So you could also target oh. an illusion. You could actually turn one of your zero one illusions that into... literally just had an ETB effect and then it was done yeah. into a, now a three three. You know, it, it's a little bit of an upgrade. Sure. Now, there in the game of EDH, there should be other non land targets. <laughs> you would, you would you think there would be do. better targets. But you love politics. If it's just like people's mana rock. And yeah. you're like, you know, if, I know if I start picking off their mana rocks, I'm going to make no friends. Right. And you're like, hey, guys, look, here's the thing. ETB, trigger on the stack. I'm going to leave all of y'all alone. I'm just going to pick off an illusion. Yeah. Like, look, Who cares? I'll, I'll target my own thing. You guys don't need to worry about it. Like, I'm only going to use its effect if someone really gets out of control. It gives you that political arm oh, sure. a little bit. And you do love that. I, I think it's great. And like I said, if it dies, if it dies, it dies. And you just get something back in return no matter what. So... We didn't. I'm surprised we haven't really talked too much about my next pick or the like of it, because I feel like all of our blink effects have been like creature based, right? As opposed to spell. And I think there's one that is miles above almost all the other blink spells, and that one is Lazarus Acrobatics, which I'll get into why I hate this. I don't like this card and the people on it for in a second, but it's it's a beast. So three colors and a white for an instant. Exile all non-token creatures you control, then roll a d20. So 1 through 9, return those cards to the battlefield under those owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. But if you roll a 10 through 20, which I mean, it's a 50% chance of doing it, right? Return those cards mm -hmm. to the battlefield under their owner's control and then exile them again. So when you cast this, so there's cards that's like a feral something or another that's two colorless and a white that do the first part just on the nose for one less, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, I like the idea of paying an extra mana to roll the dice to be able to get two of those effects. I mean, if you look at the cards that we've talked about now, you double that, you're going to destroy like four per four permanents, draw nine cards, who knows what else, right? If you can get that 10 through 20, it's so backbreaking. No. No? No. Because it's going to exile all non-token creatures you control, Correct. which would include Preston. Oh, I don't think he sees any of them come back because they all come back at the same time. But yeah, would, he would see them when they come back because they all like. You, you see death triggers because it's like already right. on the battlefield. But but when they're all when, doing this, it's like the Cathars. It's a Cathars uh, crusade. Like they all, if you have ten tokens enter the battlefield at once, they all see each other. Cathar sees them, right? But the tokens don't necessarily see each other. It's just Cathars crusade sees them. Right, but it sees them all come in at once, so they all get the same. Uh, they all get the same blast of tokens on them. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, right. yeah that's right. But that's because Cathar's Crusade is static on the sure. battlefield, and it sees them all come in. It puts all of its triggers, and so they all get it. But it's right. not like if you if you blinked your entire board and then brought back with Cathar's Crusade, Cathar's Crusade doesn't see all that stuff. Hold on, I uh, I'm gonna see. I'm interested about this because I would think okay. Duh, 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 duh. Untapped. Da, 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 uh, I don't know, guys. Take it. Take it. Take it to the. 
Take it to the cord. Le- Lemony says you choose the order of ETB so you can trigger Preston with it. Even if it's in the yard when you cast Sunrise, he will see everything. Because you can have him come down first, right? When on exile, when no, it comes no, no, back. no, 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 no. They all come in at the same time. You don't choose the order in which they come back. So, but they still yeah, would. That, that's definitely not right. You don't think so? I I don't know. No, well, no, no. I just know for a fact if your creatures exile all non-token creatures you control and then return those cards to the battlefield, you don't choose the order in which they come back. You can't say, "Well, I want this one to come back in, and I want this one to wait, and I want this one to wait." They all enter at the same time. So on on the ask the judge. Some guy came in and said, okay, wait, I just lost it. So he said, hey, guys, with Brago, if I blink two permanents off his trigger, do they see each other when they ETB, meaning can they target each other? Example, Flicker Wisp and Reflector Mage both blink. Can Flicker Wisp target Reflector Mage when they yeah, both re-enter? That's, that's, but see, that's not a good example because when they enter the battlefield, their triggers go on the stack. And then you can point your triggers wherever you want because the permanents are there. But like the the... I don't know what card we'd have to look up, and we'll we'll let it go to the we'll Discord. Let, yeah, we'll, we'll figure. Uh, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it on the scoreboard. Debate it out, but yeah, no, that example doesn't work because it's their triggers, triggers that are sitting each on other, the stack, sure. and then you can just point it at whatever you want, and you can point them at each other because permanents have to be there for the triggers to be. Sure. So I don't know if it if it works, then it works. But if the not, one through then nine works. Like <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, we'll just have to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to. But we'll just have know to, what we we'll, do know is that it's your pick. I got my my payoff card, Blasting Station. Oh God! Three <laughs> okay. colorless artifact, sure. attack creature, Blasting Station deals one damage uh, yeah, to yeah, target. Yeah. Whenever a creature ETBs, <laughs> you may untap Blasting Station. So Rebel Art Karmic Guy, Blasting Station, win the game. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why I mean, not? You have enough. I think there's enough stuff in here where. You can kind of, this is still good enough, right? With sacrificing yeah. non-tokens and on tapping it and you can start picking stuff off. So, or once again, like we talked about, like sometimes our illusions have an ETB effect and then they're done and they're yeah, just right. zero like, one who, illusion. Who cares, right? So yeah, who cares? It's like, it's like at that point, it almost becomes like a goblin bombardment in monocolor, right? And, mon- and not, and not red. So I don't love the greasiness that comes with the infinite combo, but I do love the utility of it. So I, I you got me on that. Well, before we head to the lightning round, we do want you guys to hear about our great Etsy store. If you guys go to Etsy.com and type in CMD Tower uh, into the search bar, you'll find our great store. And that's where we do have our holiday uh, Jun sweaters or winter Jun sweaters for sale. <laughs> we do have our foil playmats, our reminder tokens, our monarch tokens, our coins. I mean, we've got a lot of really cool stuff on there. And just like all the other promo stuff we've talked about tonight, guys, really, when you do make those purchases, it does help the channel. It helps pay down. Uh, all the investment that we've made into the channel, you know, on, on the hopes of the returns, you know, improved equipment and such. But it also helps us reinvest back into the channel. And so, you know, if you have anything or if you're looking for some swag, just remember to head to CMD Tower or uh, head to Etsy.com and use CMD Tower in the search bar to find our great stuff. And now, I don't know if you looked at that recently. Our average review is five out of five stars. Hell yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. So you're, start, you get, you're starting the lightning round, right? Yep, I'm okay. starting it. I think all of my lightning rounds are going to be yeast. Okay, I like that. Eldrazi Monument. Yeah, Enough said. Sure. Yep. Uh, five colorless artifact <laughs> creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have flying and indestructible. Beginning of your upkeep, sack a creature if you can't sacrifice the monument. Uh, I mean, Very we're going to sacrifice yep. them on tokens to get them to the yard to hopefully bring them back to do something else. 
the, the other thing I do like about this is it does turn our illusions into something, at yeah. least, giving them plus one, plus one, and indestructible. It's kind of nice because it does feed in well with Lulu Loyal Holophant because then we can swing with them all. They're tapped, and then they'll all untap and get plus one counters and just yeah, kind of yeah. continually get big. We don't ever feel the risk of like, well, they're just going to chump with their 1-1 one, one elves and kill all of our 0-1 sure. illusions to get the stupid trigger. So, boring, but it's necessary boring. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Why not? Nothing, nothing, to like, Why? Nothing, nothing not to like about it. All right, well, what's yours? I had one. Give me one second. And then you had a senior moment? All right. I'm going to I'm going to throw out a love to Cameron of the Tree Folk Lord because I was going to do Cathar's Crusade, but the thing that I hate about Cathar's Crusade is how much busy the work math. it gives you. Yes. So, I just looked it up and there is a card from Stupid Unfinity that does similar things but just not quite as good, and that's Starlight Spectacular. So, two colorless double white for an enchantment. It has parade because it's stupid. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose creatures you control one at a time until each creature you control has been chosen. Each of those creatures gets plus one, plus one for another turn for each creature chosen before it. So you just stack them all up in a row and just go of that. So it's oh not as good God. as Cathar's Crusade, but I hate Cathar's Crusade because it's it just turns into a nightmare of juggling dice and putting sticks and stickers down. It's horrible. So I'm Cameron, this one's for you. We're going with Starlight Spectacular. Huh. I'm that's kind of interesting that you picked that one. Right? Because, uh, I mean, I still feel like it has a lot of busy work. It is, but it's all, it's less. Like, because it's not, it's the thing, the argument he brought up, which I like, is like, it's not o- turn over turn. It's just like one time and then you can move from it, right? So you don't have to light up a bunch of dice and all that crap. All right. Well, my next pick. Anna, sometimes you just need a big beast. There's nothing better than Mace of the Valiant. mace of the valiant is two colorless white artifact equipment it gets equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each charge counter on mace of the valiant has vigilance (laughs) sure whenever a creature enters a battlefield under your control put a charge counter on mace of the valiant equipped for three and then i'm gonna punch you in the face for 400 with my commander because you can't stop me So yeah, I mean it's kind of on its on its face. It's it, plus, it doesn't plus, count stupid plus token, one, plus non-token. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. And okay. actually, if you think about it, we always talk about removal bait. Sure. If this, you know, it's like, what do you want to remove? Mirror box, death render, mace of the valiant, alter of the brood. It's like we're, we're yeah. gonna have too many options for them to truly pick from, and then we're gonna have ways to bring the stuff back that they did destroy. Correct. And so, you know, as much as I would think that if they saw our deck list, like I should probably save my disenchant for this card, they're probably not going to think about it because they're going right. to see all this other stupid they're gonna stuff. They're going to see all the, too much val- They're going to see way too much value, including but not limited to immediate should kill on sight card coat of arms. If we're just talking about oh cards, it's a blow. You right finally there. put it in a deck. Look at you. I was thinking about it today, and I was like, "This is too good not to." So coat of arms, five colorless for an artifact. Each creature gets plus one plus one for each other creature on the battlefield that shares at least one creature type with it. I think we're going to have so many illusions. We're already running a bunch of different tokens. A lot of these tokens have bizarre like. A lot of these, a lot of these creatures have like human soldier or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just think we're like, again, this card is a total 50, 50 coin flip of either win or die by it. Right. It's like the sword. So I think in this, in this deck and this build specifically, we're going to have more times to win by it. than we're going to lose by it. I also am discouraged that I've... it's like 
20 bucks. Uh, there's $15 copies. Ugh. That's not even in gold or order, you can man. the 10th edition, I guess, foil copy or star copy for $80. Good grief. Good grief, Charlie no th- Brown. No thanks. I was waiting because I was hoping you were going to talk about it, but you hadn't yet, and I'm getting worried. You got to put Sun Titan in. Why? Just... What do you mean, why? It's amazing it in is this good. deck. Uh, Four colorless so white, bad. white, creature giant, 6-6, six, six, vigilance. Whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, you may return target permanent card of mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. When we, we get s- an illusion copy of it, it's now doubled. It we enters so the battlefield, many- and then when it... <laughs> we have so many like three mana or less cards in here too. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton. And it's nice because we can bounce around. Like if they got rid of our Mace of the Valiant or Alter the Brood, we'll yeah. bring those back. Because it is just target permanent. Sure. This also makes it worthwhile to run the shitty fetch lands. Because now we can bring those oh, back yeah. and crack them to go help ramp. I just there's so much good for a mono white deck with this card, but especially the deck that we've built, it's kind of hard to justify not putting it in. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Fine. You can also spend. Right. Set, you can finally spend seven dollars for it if you want for the secret layer nonsense. Ugh. All right. All right. Well, what's your pick? Twenty one. I'm having. I'm going back to having fun because I think this card is more and more and more fun the more you play it. Uh, and again, we're gonna have plenty of creatures to do this with. So Halo Fountain. Let's go. Two colorless and a white for an artifact. It's a mythic rare for around three dollars. Uh, white tap, untap target creature you control. Create a one-one green and white creature citizen token. Two white tap, untap two target creatures you control. Draw a card. Then finally, of course, five colorless tap, untap fifteen tapped creatures you control. You flat out win the game. What's not to like? We're drawing and cards. I... We're making more tokens. We already have anointed procession. Value, 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 and then you just win out of nowhere. I don't know if it's went out of nowhere because <laughs> people are clearly going to see it. They're going to see the now, I would you have say 15 untapped creatures. I, I still no. You have to untap Correct. 15 creatures. You have 15 so tapped creatures. Tap them. Yeah. So here's the thing that, and you and I talked about this in the last deck that we uh, put this card in. It works in a deck where you can actually tap your creatures for effects. Oh, but sure. Something where you're having to rely on not having vigilance and swinging and not having any of those creatures die. It's too sweaty. So sweaty. But it's still good. Like, that's the thing. We're still drawing more cards and creating tokens. It's got, it, like, if we can win on it, great. But if not, we still got the juice. We still got the juice. Still got the juice. You still All got right. the juice. And they can never take that away from us, Mr. Combo. Well, this isn't a game-winning card, but I feel like a jerk for not talking about it earlier, so it will take one of my game-winning slots. Uh, Distinguished Conjurer? Amazing. Oh! Uh, colorless White, Creature Human Wizard, 1-2. Yeah. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life. Four Colorless White, exile another target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Great Mana Sink. You're not restricted to doing it on your turn or sorcery speed. It gives you a Soul Warden type of effect with how many creatures we're going to have into the battlefield, all that life we're going to gain, and it's a 1-2, and if we're able to, I would even pay 4 to use my Quicksilver Amulet to put this out. Getting 2 life for every creature that enters the battlefield? Oh, hell yeah. I I think it's good enough just on that nose, right? But then you also have the Flicker ability on it, too. I feel like this is a card Mm -hmm. that, like, in Jumpstart, they didn't do too many new cards that were like matched. But this is definitely one that's like, okay, this is like slam dunk pair with this, right? If you're gonna have, if you're gonna have Preston, you might as well have the Distinguished Conjurer to go with it. Hundred percent agree. Love it. All right, Tuck. 
This is 20. a card I want to see more people play, I think, but I, I'm always convinced. I'm never convinced on what deck to go with, but here it plays into our reanimation. It's a protection spell, and we're going to get some copies of what we're bringing back, too, because we got brought back. Two white for an instant. Choose up to two target permanent cards in your graveyard that are put there from the battlefield this turn. Return them to the battlefield tapped at instant speed for about $1.76. So reactionary, right? Two Sun Titans if someone blows that up. Two copies of, or what? maybe you get a copy of Preston back and then you get something else when they ETB together. I just like this for how cheap it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's a reanimate spell. It's reactionary. Kind of like a worse Second Sunrise. I, well, and you could argue that it's a better Second Sunrise because it doesn't bring back your opponent's stuff. So oh, Second that's Sunrise true. Bring true, everyone's yeah. stuff back. So yeah, no, I like it. And I mean, it's cheap. It's easy. You might even use this non-reactionary. Just yeah. like I kind of need to blink stuff and try to get effects to help establish my sure. board. Yeah, I think it's fine. Nice. And right. it's target permanent, just like Sun Titan, right? So you can do, Ooh, if you fetch, nice. those sort of things. All righty. We'll, we'll just... And I had to go boring for X. Oh, so I I was debating do Ash Nod or Phyrexian, but I feel like Phyrexian is sweatier to abuse because you only get one mana, yeah, versus two mana. And if Scryfall wants to not be a turd, well, it's three colorless, it's an artifact. I think there's a copy that was printed in Eternal Masters. I think they're hella expensive now, yeah, they're like 30, they're still 26 and up. And effectively, guys, it says uh, sacrifice a creature, add one uh, mana of any color to your mana pool. And there we go. Yep. Now it finally loads once I've read it all. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we, you know, we have our Blasting Station. We have our Phyrexian yep. Altar. We have the Golden Throne. We have Eldrazi Monument, even though that's only once a turn. And I guess the Golden Throne is once a turn as well. We need sacrifice outlets if you truly want to make this deck function how it should. Now, if you think you're just going to live on the blink side, where that's kind of like we're tuck led in the beginning of the episode, then I think you can kind of scrap the sack outlets and the, you know, maybe have still your Sun Titan for a graveyard recursion, but just, you know, kind of live off of that. But I think in the build that I want to do, I want to have a blend of yeah. putting yep. stuff from hand, bringing stuff from graveyard, blinking things from exile. Because I don't want my opponents to shut down one of them and then I'm just screwed. Like, if right. you just went Soul Graveyard on this, a single rest in peace ruins your day. Yep, 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 yep. Um, also, if you just solely rely on Blink, um, that one white card, where it's like, if a creature enters the battlefield... Oh, actually, I think that says that if it wasn't cast, actually, exile it. So, yeah, I guess that kind of just screws the deck. Or, like, all. I mean, like, tor- like, Torpor Orb shuts this deck down completely, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. So it's just, we we just need yeah. ways to be diverse in how we're doing it. Because I think the theme for the deck should just be getting non-tokens to the battlefield without casting. Sure. Like, it doesn't matter how we're achieving it. Yeah. I hear you. I'm with you on that. All right. Well, what's your final pick, Michael Jordan? I think you got to go with another goat of a nice little baby cat. Because you just got to put it in here. I'm pretty sure this is like, this goes infinite, like six ways from Sundays in the stack. But we'll <laughs> go with it anyways. Felidar Guardian, so three colors and a white for one four. When it ETBs, you may exile another target permanent you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. So as soon as you like blink this once with Preston, doesn't it just go infinite? Because you with you itself, you, rea- you, so? you you reanimate it, it makes a copy of it. Then you blink that cop. Then you blink the that new copy. The token blinks the blinks the physical version of it. 
that comes back, that enters the battlefield. Then that will cause another one to come in, which will blink that. I think it just goes, I think yeah. it just goes raw infinite with this and the commander, right? Wow. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, also, that's kind of sorry, everyone. OBS popped up and told me that my computer doesn't have sufficient disk space, so it stopped recording. Oh. I have 1.6 terabytes free. <laughs> I don't know what they mean by that. So, uh, well, I guess you guys will just be getting the Twitch version there you of go. this and uh, the good old 720p. But yeah, no, Felidar Guardian, awesome, good card. She's a total, totally total cheese factor. Of oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to pause the audio. We're going to go to a We'll Be Right Back screen on Twitch. And we're going to plug this into Tapped Out and start talking about the deck that we finally ended up with. So, BRB. All right. And now we are back. We're back, baby. The, the monster that we made. This is pretty, this is a bad one. <laughs> I think, I think, right. it's, I, think it's, so, I think it's, I think it's, I think this is rough. No, I mean, like, as in it's good. Like, truly a monster. All right, we got 37 lanes like we talked about. Yes. Six instants. Actually, that's kind of funny because I think that almost aligns pretty close, maybe short three, four cards than yep. what the EDH rec standard was. Uh, three sorceries. I think the EDH rec had it at four. Mm -hmm. uh, eight enchantments. I think that's pretty close. We went heavy in the artifacts. 19. <laughs> 26 creatures and the Un Planeswalker. Tuck, what does the competitive and CMC look like? It says it's a 71% competitive, which, like, I could see maybe, because we put in some pretty D-Gen stuff, like a one-card infinite combo with Felidar Guardian in a way to, well, we don't really have a way to tutor it, but that seems a little off. What do you think about that? And then what's the uh, CMC? Where is that? Oh, man. I, I, oh, 3-5. Yeah, it's a little high, right? A little bit, but I mean, we got plenty of mana rocks. We got a enough low cost creatures that are going to draw us cards. I want to see. Let's see yeah. what we look like by. And it's sitting at around six hundred dollar redos. So, yeah, but I bet you some of that's generated from the Elish Norn because I think that's going for like big yeah. dollars. Well, a man right now the mana crypt's one hundred eighty five itself. So, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we should have before we added oh, all shit. these, like, talked about the cards that we added. So, I mean, I think we pretty much, like, it was, like, Land Tax, Esper Sentinel, Anointed Procession, Smothering Pipe. Secret Rendezvous, Winds of Abandon for our board wipe, which is a great pick because it's one-sided, right? So, or it's, or it's like, not one-sided. Or it is one-sided, I guess. Yeah, it's I think opponent-sided. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a, a couple of mana rocks. I think that was it. I think we got pretty much got covered yeah, there. Yeah, Soul Ring, Mana Crypt. Right. Oh, Marble Diamond. Yep. You had in there. And Marble Diamond and then the... Half Exile. And there's one other one. The one that's... It's not Marble Diamond. It's the other mana reduction one, I think. No, maybe that wasn't in there. But yeah, I think that I think that covers it. Yeah. Oh, you had a weather, Weathered Wayfarer. Wayfarer. Yeah. And I had a Welcoming Vampire. Mm -hmm. Correct. And Welcoming Vampire, guys, if you're not familiar with this card, this is a banger. Oh, it's incredible. Two colorless white, creature vampire, two, three, flying. Whenever one or more other creatures with power two or less enter the battlefield under your control, draw a card. This ability only triggers once each turn. So if you could figure out a way to do illusions on everyone's turns, yeah. you're drawing 
four cards of rotation plus your upkeep ones. You're getting five cards of rotation. And just imagine so bouncing good. this. And then now, because like, I think people, I have heard people cut are now starting to cut Mentor the Meek for this card just because it's. Oh, really? Yeah. The people, uh, I was listening to our friends over at the MTG. Oh, Mentor Goldfish. the Meek's on our list as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one we added. So what do you, okay. I'm looking over this. This looks pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Um, What do you think? I think I would I would want to do some like gold fishing with it online because the biggest yeah. thing that I'm curious about is like do we have enough mana in the deck right to where we're not just playing a card a turn like in Marvel Snap yes you guys got me into it I hate you all are you still playing yeah I'm uh seven hundred and thirty something on oh my, my collection God. deal and um I, you know the new season started so I, I hover around forty right like. Anywhere from like 38 to 42, 43. That's usually where I kind of hover around. Sure. But yeah, no, that's the only, that's the, my only question. Do right. we have enough mana things in here? And one of the cards I didn't even get to talk about because we ran out of space was a way to kind of make sure our unearth cards actually can uh, Hang around. Um, plus, oh man, I didn't even talk about. I wanted to talk about loyal retainers. That's a great card. Yep, absolutely busted. But no, there's a card. I'm trying to see if I just recognize the the name. Uh, but effectively, it's an enchantment, and you can exile your unearth cards, and it foregoes the unearth effect. But it take costs like four mana to do it. So I, I meant to put that into the list, but I got I got distracted with the other card. So. Ah. I think if you wanted to, you might even be able to cut some of the unearth yep. cards that I have, because I even as we've been talking about it, like how I don't believe the uh, Lazelle's acrobatics work. I actually don't think unearth works with Preston because you're going to make a copy of that non-token card, which would have yeah. the unearth exile component. So you'd, you'd lose the, the illusion at the end of turn. So uh, it's you know, meticu you meticulous ex excavation is the one you were talking about. It's a one drop enchantment, you. two colorless and a white uh, return target permanent. You control it to its owner's hand. If it has unearth and said exile it, then return that card to its owner's hand, which is, so I think that's actually pretty dope. Like as a way to protect yourself too. I don't know. Maybe that's good enough. Yeah. I mean, you would, you would just need a way to, you, you, I think you would have to have that in here. If you're going to have the other unearth cards, if you're not going to yeah. put that in, you could probably cut the three unearth cards I put in. And maybe that's just what you do to, for more mana rocks, just yeah. more generic stuff uh, to help. But no, I think this is an interesting deck. It's it's not one I'm going to say I'm going to build. I'm not paying twenty dollars for this stupid ass rabbit <laughs> wizard, but uh, it's it's interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I th this was a fun one. Like this was this was different. It actually it's not a play style I use very often. So I I, I had a really good time looking this up and, and digging this out the other mm -hmm. night. So. Um, this good, this good seems pick. like the kind of deck Sir Nathan would build. Yeah, hands down. right. Or single, or like single Aaron, right? Where it's just oh, like a, a value train to nowhere. Would, would <laughs> yep. Um, but guys, thanks for making it until the end, and please leave us a five star review or whatever kind of feedback you'd love on wherever you heard us, watched us, or uh, streamed us. Ooh. Now, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you're saying you could do that. You can get a hold of me at Mr. Commodore Five on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck. You've been on a hiatus. You've been traveling the world. What's your gimmick for 2023? I start. I'm starting to tag people who I, whose podcasts I listen to who are not in Magic. So mm. I tag someone after drinking that Heineken Zero, and they, she liked it. She was a comedian that was on 
whose line is this anyways called Heather Ann Campbell, who's on uh, Get okay. Played, which is a good podcast. And I posted her about the Heineken Zero, and then she liked it. So I'm hot off my Xbox comments from December. So I'm trying to get more of that stuff going. So wait, do you just like do a random post and then just tag a random person? No, I like tag them. Like I'm tagging non non magic content creators about like like I tagged her in a post about zero non alcohol non alcoholic. But like, Heineken. what's her correlation with it? What's her connection? Nothing. She just, I, I don't think she, I don't think she's, I think she's non-alcoholic. Oh, okay. Okay. So like, that's the correlation. I was like, I tagged her in it and she actually liked it, which I was shocked about. I thought you were just tagging random people like, oh no. man, um, I had, I had some great Burger King today a, at yeah. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Apartheid. Although I kind of like that. Uh, also I'm going to, I don't, can you send, I guess you can't send photos through any of this stuff. I'm gonna send you an image address uh, for something that I think you'll like in Zencaster. But that's it. I'm at oh God, Big Tuck tweeting. I'm at I'm at Big Tuck tweeting. Much aligned on on the Twitterverse. All right. Well, you can get our main account at TMD Tower on Twitter as well. We will have the deck list, YouTube video, audio, and all that stuff posted at cmdtower.com slash bnbe167 next week. Or when you're hearing this on your audio, it should be there. And remember, guys, you can always support us via our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower, abyssproxyshop.com, code cmdtower at checkout for 10% off your order, and etsy.com, cmdtower, and that search bar to get a lot of our amazing merch. So Big Tuck, Preston the Vanisher, what are your last thoughts on it? This, this seems like one of our more interesting chaos drafts we've done. Yes. Is this commander, I think, is just very different from how you and I just play in general. Correct. Yeah. I think this one, I think this is going to be one that's going to be a lot more mid rangey. I like the gimmicks that we have in here. Right. I don't know. This was, this was fun. Like this is, there's a lot of cards in here that I like that I can't really find homes for in other decks or don't want to, because it's not my play style. Mm -hmm. If I, I'm looking to replace my mono black deck, but if I was looking to replace my mono white deck, I think this would be one that I maybe consider, but that's also because I have like five anointed processions lying around from all the decks I tore them out of. So um, it was really fun. It's not, it just maybe isn't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is one I'd want to play in real life, but it was certainly fun to build. Yeah. And I think it actually would be pretty strong at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. What about yeah. you? I, I, I think it has legs. Mm -hmm. Now I definitely think you'd have to probably tweak what we've done a little bit, but I, I think it has some major legs and under the right mind. I think this could be a really filthy deck. Yeah. And it seems like it has combo potential very early in the game. Mm -hmm. And ways to find it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Can, see this, I can see this being like a, a disgusting, like you said, Sir Nathan or single Aaron new boogeyman nightmare that they're looking to get out. For sure. Yeah. Hands down. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for watching us live. Lemony Lemmings. Spencer, anyone else that I might not have seen in the chat, but it's late. We're out of here. See ya. See ya. See ya.